Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From the center of the galaxy, this is a Force Center podcast feed. I'm Kat Napsok for another edition of the Superstar Destroyer of our fleet, Force Center, the big show proper. And as always, I'm joined by Joseph Scrimshaw and Jennifer Landa. Welcome, team. Oh, I am happy to be here on the bridge. What did you call it? The big proper, our big proper ship? The big show proper? I don't know. The big show proper ship. I'm putting words together and I'm Uh, mixing them around. I like our Star Destroyer. I think we need to come up with a name for it soon. And big proper ship might be... 
in the running. Big pro- big proper <laughs> ship. Bodie McBoker Bo- Bo- Boderson. <laughs> yeah. Oh Jennifer, my. so glad to have you here as well. As I am always. so happy to be here. Um guys, we have uh, a lot of news to get to. We have a lot of fan questions to get to. Um but uh um <laughs> I'm just so happy to be here talking Star Wars. <laughs> it's been one of those days, and it's nice to know that we can come together as Star Wars fans yeah. and talk Star Wars. It's been a longer day for all of us. Yes, it and has. And there is some ginger whiskey that we're gently sipping. This is a like this mm. is a nice evening with Star Wars and friends, I think this episode is going to be. Oh, my gosh. We just created our sixth show. We'll need to get to record soon. An evening with Star Wars and friends. Um, you know, I'm excited. I want to share something I'm excited about there. Uh, I, I'm, I subscribe to that. Smuggler's Bounty. Okay. Uh, any, either of you do that? I'm not I don't. subscribed yet. Um, I admire It's a good way to waste 30 bucks every two months and, and <laughs> crowd your room. But uh, they came out with the, the exclusive Funko Pops for the month, and I got myself an IG-88 and Ooh. a Boba Fett that's flying up. <gasps> what? Really? And more importantly, a T-shirt that had all the bounty hunters from Empire Strikes Back on it. Oh, man. What's the design like? It's It's... Not the best, <laughs> but it has Zuckus and Forlom on it. Yeah. Oh, and cool. I was wearing it around the office, and people were like, who's that? What? Some what? of the younger kids. Because <laughs> I'm sorry. That was real loud. just fell out of his chair. Uh, I work with some younger kids, and it's good. I'm the old dog, one of the old dogs on yeah. the office. And some of them are like, I, I don't know who that is. I'm like, yeah, you've seen him. Did you watch Empire Strikes Back? Yeah. You've seen them. Yeah. It kind of scared sorry. me. Oh my. And then the IG-88 uh, has uh, the word assassin, but it's misspelled as ass-sin. No. <laughs> Intentionally? Really? No. Oh. I That's a lot of misspelling. Yeah. That's like a third of the word gone. Yes. So um, IG-88 oh is an, is an ass-sinner. Uh, and, uh, I'm sorry. It's now a collector's shirt, and I'm excited about that. Well, it's a whole different take on IG-88, that he's very, he's very religious, and he goes after anyone who he thinks is... Sinful with their buttocks in any way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a new. I think it's. I think it's canon. It's not legend. Yeah, not legend. Oh, so, uh, yeah. T-shirts. Is, t-shirts are canon. Star Wars story of the week, guys. But, I gotta uh, get that. Uh, a lot of Star Wars news recently. Uh, some of it, uh, you know, if you're listening to us, it might be slightly older to you. But we like to give our take. Uh, we know you're not here for breaking news. You you are here for our analysis of the news uh, because we have the great Star Wars pontificator Joseph Scrimshaw oh, here. You have, you have me. The emotional uh, ass center, and um, <laughs> you know, Jennifer Landa, Landa of Jedi Beat, uh, who tries uh, desperately to defend the Ewoks to everyone. So we have different <laughs> takes on the Star Wars universe. Jennifer, what is in the news? <laughs> well, last week we got our first look at. Now, forgive me, Sienna, Sienna. I don't know. Uh, from but her name is Sienna Sienna Ree from Claudia Gray's Lost Stars. The Star Wars show, that's the talk show from StarWars.com, shared the first official image of Sienna Sienna wearing a TIE pilot uniform and standing confidently next to a TIE interceptor. The image was actually commissioned by Fantasy Flight Games, the tabletop gaming company, and they have confirmed that Sienna will be in an upcoming expansion pack for their game, Star Wars Armada. What do you guys think? Uh, Did you like 
Yeah, it's great. It's yeah. great. Uh, it's close to the way I pictured her. I think it's a little bit more uh, feisty in pose because mm-hmm. I think in the book she does have a little bit of like, I'm reserved. So it, I, and I think it's cool that it's a feisty look mm-hmm. and all that. I'm just going to be crazy and I'm going to say Sienna. I'm just going to decide just on that. Go for it? Okay. And if it's if it's supposed to be uh, Sienna or or something different, fair enough. It's the, <laughs> that's, that's the Star Wars tradition yeah, that George is. Lucas likes of saying things a little bit differently. So we have Han and Han. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> it, I think that's really really cool. Uh, for me, there's a weird personal connection because Fantasy Flight Games is in Roseville, which is a suburb of Minneapolis, which is where I'm from. Oh. I worked at Fantasy Flight Games in the warehouse about a decade ago. Uh, one of my best friends in the world wow. is the vice president of Fantasy Flight Games. Oh, my gosh. And many of the people who've worked there for years and years I know really well. So it's always fun for me when there's, like, this weird connection. Uh, in Fantasy Flight Games, back when I worked there, it was just they had just got the Lord of the Rings license. Yeah. And that was the beginning of their ascendancy. And now they're a huge company that, like, affects news, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, being the selfish um, bounty hunter that I am, my thought is, how can we get ourselves written into Star Wars Armada? <laughs> Can <laughs> we get a, a Captain Scrimshaw, an Ewok Landa? Oh, How can we do that? Yes. It has happened. One of my friends uh, who nice. works at Fantasy Flight Games mm-hmm. got himself into, I think, an older game. Okay. But he's got, like, an official, like, drawing of himself. Look, I'm, so I'll talk to my friends. I'm, so I'm cool. happy for my buddy Christian Harloff that he is now named uh, a planet that's been named after him, Harloff Minor and Bloodline. Um, but I, I, I kind of want my own. Oh, yeah. I, I want mine. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we all and do. And I want you to come along for the ride, too, both of you. So Thank yeah. you. That's if we generous. can pull this power play. Absolutely. I think we can. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to start working on it this summer. <laughs> going to back to Minneapolis to do a convention with Get all of going. my pals from Fantasy Flight Games. Beautiful. Yep. Get it going. I, I personally love this picture. Uh, it's great. Uh, I, I called her Sienna Ray when I read the book. So, oh. uh, Sienna Ree, I'll take as well. Um, <laughs> I, I'm totally guilty of not assigning any um, um, skin color to her. Mm. I read it. I read most most books, and they're blank characters <laughs> to me. I, I I missed it, so I was happy uh, to see that her, along with Ray Sloan, helped bring some diversity to the galaxy. And it was a fierce looking picture. It reminded me that she did fly Tie Fighters. Yeah. I- Kind of just forget that when you read the book. So I, I thought it was a great addition, and and I hope we see her elsewhere. Uh, I know, uh, no spoilers in Lost Stars, but it, it seems as though she might be contained to that story. But there's no way we can't place her elsewhere because it's it's a great character uh, from a great story, and so it, it was a fitting picture. And I love that that's official, that that's real, that's what we got. Yeah, yeah. How did you feel about it, Jennifer? Oh, I was so excited. Like, <laughs> yes. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not done with the book, Lost Stars, but I had not pictured her like that. But, you know, why not? Which is so yeah. interesting. That's a discussion for another time. And I time. think there are a few key words that depict who she is. Right. But I think it's easy to just gloss over them and just get lost in the story. Exactly. Yeah, I wanna, exactly. I, yeah I'm certainly not, not like whitewashing in my brain or anything. Yeah, I just, no. I don't pick up on details. Like, I don't know what Gimli looks like in the books. I just know what he looks like on, on the movies. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Uh, but like Ray Sloan, there was some indicators. Yeah. I think it was more clear. And this one, I just didn't think of it in those terms at all. So Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, definitely. But yeah. immediately, I, I was trying to imagine who she would you know be portrayed by, and I thought, uh, Soniqua Martin-Green from oh. The Walking Dead. She plays Sasha. And I said, oh. she would be so good. She would be perfect. Yeah. yeah, right? And then I thought, I was just trying to, ca- I was trying to cast her, because I want to see this character on screen. I sure. really, I really do. I don't know how, but someone right. make yeah. it happen, because I think that she'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, and it's important, too. For and, us to uh, see ourselves. Yeah, like and, and 
And uh, she is, uh, and for one little supposedly young adult Star Wars novel, I mean, those two characters, uh, uh, Thane and Sienna uh, uh, Sienna, are, are very, already seem to be very uh, close to hearts of a lot of fans. They are. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Great job, Claudia Gray, again on yeah. that book. Uh, well, speaking of campaigns that we're starting, <laughs> on the Give Us Kenobi campaign front, it looks like we might have to convince uh, Ewan McGregor himself, because mm. in an interview with Magic Radio, a recent interview, uh, Ewan was asked if he would like closure on his Star Wars experience, since the prequels, according to this interviewer, <laughs> yes. were not as well received as The Force Awakens. Uh, his reaction was hilarious, uh, but basically he said that he was very happy with how the prequels came out, and he liked that children could watch them, but as far as appearing in new Star Wars films, he doesn't have a, quote, burning need to do it again. He claims that he also doesn't have a fascination for the movies like everyone else does, because he thinks that's partly because he is seen behind the curtain. This is a very different uh, <laughs> yeah. tone, I, I right? Have, yeah, I have a strong opinion about this. Oh, I'm yeah? close okay. to calling bullshit, but Scrimshaw, yeah. you yeah, take yeah. the hell my, my strong opinion is that Ewan McGregor is a pretty easygoing, artsy guy, mm-hmm. and he is getting buffeted by the winds of our overly clickbaity headlines. Yeah. Right. So I think somebody asked him a Star Wars question a while back and said... Would you be interested? And like, sure. I really enjoyed that character. Sure, I'd be interested. And then that was an internet campaign of Ewan McGregor desperately needs, like mm-hmm. his penis will fall off if he doesn't play <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi. And like it, it gets blown into this great yeah. proportion. Right. And I think the way, what he says and the way he says it is interpreted, uh, is influenced by the interviewer. Mm-hmm. And like this interviewer basically... It's really funny to watch. You watched it, but yeah. I'll say for listeners who haven't got a chance to watch it yet, mm-hmm. she basically stops herself from saying, you know the prequels were a piece of crap, so would you like to redeem yourself? Yes. It's clearly the subtext of what she's saying. She yes. blatantly says, you were very good in the prequels, but for everybody else, uh, I guess market-wise, they didn't <laughs> really. Would you like closure? And I think he was like... Well, I don't agree with the premise of your question, he basically says. Right. <laughs> totally agree uh, with that, Joseph. Uh, he is a nice guy, number one, it seems. And he seems like he's kind of a quiet, unassuming guy on, in, in, in who he is. My favorite part of the interview was Stellan Skarsgård next to him, dabbing his mouth uh, as if he was drooling <laughs> throughout the interview. <laughs> it's, a weird, it's a weird thing. There's this napkin, and he keeps, like, dabbing his mouth. Honestly, if I could hang out with you, I'd probably have to dab my mouth, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... I agree with you. I think it's a tone change. I think it, you're right. I because you know what podcasts uh, create things called give us Kenobi campaigns, and they probably <laughs> drive the guy crazy. Uh, that is why we must pick up the sword for him. So I, I yeah. think he can distance him. And yeah, the question was, I won't say she was. Uh, it wasn't a gotcha type of question, but you're absolutely right. She she was trying to get across that point. Prequel sucked. You weren't. Um, how about doing it again? And, and he handled it very politely. Yeah. And he went the whole, uh, well, I've made like over 70 movies, and these are just three movies I made. Yeah. We know he's a giant Star Wars fan. He has said it. He has admitted that he was making lightsaber sounds on the set and all those uh, kind of things. So I absolutely, uh, I think you're right. I think this is a play. And, and maybe, Jennifer, your speculation about him maybe 
pulling back a little bit? Maybe, yeah, because I watched the interview that he gave uh, Collider back in March, which is the one that got it all started, where he says, oh, yeah, I could definitely see an Obi-Wan movie, and it would take place during this time, and, you know, and then they said, well, have you talked with Kathleen Kennedy? And he says, yeah, I am not at liberty to say, and he had this coy look on his face. So, to me, I I think it was the way that the interviewer kind of Mm -hmm. phrased that question, and maybe also, yeah, like, he he doesn't want to reveal his hand, because it a movie is in the works. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Have you guys seen him on the Graham Norton show, the British yes. talk show, the Graham Norton show? I've not seen yes. It's a great clip, which I think it's like January or December. It's pretty soon after The Force Awakens when mm. people didn't just all know that, of course, he did the right. mm. voiceover of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And he legitimately, in my mm. estimation, can't remember what his line is because everybody's like, what do you say? He's like, well, I came into the studio and I was like, Ray. Ah, uh, I said another thing. I can't remember. <laughs> and like everybody else is like, these are your first steps. Oh, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It seemed very sincere to me. So I, my personal take on it is that to him, Star Wars is like, <laughs> it's like a ham sandwich. Mm. We're like, if you're really hungry and in the mood for a ham sandwich, you might get really excited for a ham sandwich. But if somebody came to you and said, is the most important thing in your life a ham sandwich? <laughs> You'd be like... You're crazy. Of course it's not. I think to him it's exciting and desirable, but not the biggest thing on the planet. It's just another role that would be, yeah, you know, that would be really cool. Right. I think that's fair to say, and and he's not quite Harrison. Yeah. Yeah, He's Mm. not quite Harrison Ford, but, um, you know, or uh, recently uh, some Game of Thrones actors, Stephen DeLane and and, uh, Owen Teal, after their characters died, ah, I hated the show. I hated being on it. You know, that kind of sucks to hear. Geez. So he's definitely not. Between Harrison and Stannis Baratheon, he's, <laughs> he's probably a 75% range. Um, and also, again, I can't, my unbridled excitement for this movie that I want in my mind, um, I, I can't am, separate. Yeah, I am 100% with you. And yeah. I think that Ewan is still with us. I think the Force is with us. I think Ewan yeah. is with us. I feel like if Kathleen Kennedy and Lucasfilm came to him and said, Here's the script. It's good. He'd say, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I do like Star Yeah, I can make the lightsaber noises again. Yeah. I love ham sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> I love ham sandwiches. I do. I'm sorry. <laughs> you legitimately love them. I do. What do you, what do you My mouth started salivating oh, when you said Like, like Stellan Skarsgård. Had a dab corners of my mouth. Skarsgård was just. With some Munster cheese. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry. I haven't even. No, I'm I... drinking water. Um. So let's talk about Rogue One, shall we? Because let's. there's been some stuff happening. Yeah. Um, according to BleedingCool.com, it looks like Marvel has canceled the planned Rogue One prequel comic, which would have been a three-part series and also a one-shot. This news is actually a little weird hmm. um, because they just barely announced that there would be this comic series back in March of this year, mm-hmm. I believe. So now they've already been canceling it. Um, and now also, according to a German site called Jedi Bibliotech, there's news that there have been delays for two Rogue One novels that were supposed to be released in conjunction with the film in December. Apparently, these novels, a young hmm. adult novel and a youth novel, have been delayed until March of 2017. Hmm. Some fans hmm are concerned because they're saying, you know, why are all these delays happening? Is it because there's rewrites? What does this mean about the story? Is there trouble brewing? What do you guys think? I, I'm concerned slightly, but not in a big way. You know, I don't think it affects the movie. I don't think there's mm-hmm. anything wrong or there's no, you know, I was more worried Michael Art got fired from Force Awakens than, than this. Um, however, 
reading all the comics and everything. It, it's curious to me. The, this article cites one of the things I went to when I just saw the headline, which is, well, that C-3PO comic was supposed to come out before The Force Awakens. Right. And it didn't, and they said it was about issues with J.J. Abrams not signing off on it in time, wow. mm-hmm. which seems weird in a way. Mm-hmm. seems like that'd be kind of important. Hey, we got to get this out before the movie. Um, so, you know, it could be, could be canon issues where they got to, this doesn't sync up to this, mm-hmm. or maybe it reveals too much. Maybe someone read it and went, nah, in terms of the novels. Yeah. Uh, as far as the comics being canceled, that could be anything. Maybe it just wasn't good. You know, <laughs> maybe it just wasn't good because not all the Marvel things are A plus to me. Yeah, uh, right. I'll, I'll read a C plus Star Wars comic any day, and I think they've they've gone above that grade level. But you know, I, I wasn't overly happy with the Leia comic. At least I would have finished, started strong, kind of meandered for me. But maybe someone read it and went, yeah, "This isn't up to our stuff." Yeah, uh, right. yeah. I kind of think with both the comic and the books being canceled. Now, were the books tie-ins or were they... That's not uh, clear if they were tie-ins or if they were more like... Uh, adaptations? Th- yeah, right, exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I think with both the comics and books being canceled, it seems to me a higher level of just caution, which is fine. Mm-hmm. So maybe there are some details, some key details that aren't finished with the film that I think are not scary rewrites, but just we're making the best film possible. And sometimes Mm -hmm. in great films, that means kill your babies and jettison this whole subplot. And maybe they just want to have better control over that and not just seem like they're always rushing to get everything out and that speed is more important than quality. Like I think they didn't tip on that on The Force Awakens, but they were... On the border, mm-hmm. right? With we talked about a lot about the action figures coming out, yeah, that weren't actually in the movie, and all sorts of little things like that. So I, it kind of makes me strangely happy, mm. uh, especially the delay. The cancellation's a bummer, mm-hmm. but the delay is like that's fine. Take your. We have we're lucky to live in an era where we can have plenty of Star Wars to tide us over. So take your time and do it right. If that's if it's because of canon, if it's because of quality, take your time. Hundred percent right. agree because the story that came out about the Battlefront game exactly. and how there's not a single player campaign because the, the the developers were rushed to get it out before the movie. Yeah. Um, now it's a video game. That's a little bit different. You're not necessarily creating canon, but um, a prime example of, mm-hmm. of uh, that was the biggest complaint of the game. Still is, and that's why they finally came out and said, "Yeah, here's why we were told to get it done." Which is why it's interesting that the three PO comic, which is just a one shot. Um, came out delayed. So, yeah, I agree with you. Get it right. I don't need uh, a little um, young adult book on, on Jen Erso's high school years. Um, <laughs> if it's going to trap the filmmakers into getting a part of the story. Yeah. Uh, like you said, I think that's an excellent point. I didn't even think of those terms, Joseph, where they could have been like, hey, there's a subplot of, uh, you know, Jen and her father. And, uh, oh, now we're tied to that because there's a story of how they, you know, the Urso family divorce. Yeah. And now that's why. So, uh, yeah, take your time because there's so much out there. We don't need, we don't need it. Yeah, we don't need it. We don't need it if it's not right. It's not perfect. Yeah, exactly. Couldn't agree more. And in fact, you know, just on that, I think a lot of fans sometimes get um, concerned about, oh, there's reshoots and oh, they're still tinkering with things. It's not a bad thing. Not always, no. Oscar Isaac just came out and talked about how one of his great lines, you know, Mm -hmm. the interaction with him and Kylo Ren, you know, you Mm -hmm. speak, I speak, that was from a reshoot and that was all improvised. Yeah. So it's like reshoots and all those things, you know, continually tinkering with things are not bad. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I think people can grab onto that kind of stuff uh, from outside the business and and it becomes something in this day and age of, uh, 
uh, social media, which we're going to be talking about more later. But yeah, uh, the Suicide Squad thing is, is a prime example right now. What's going over with DC, where it's yeah. like, oh, Suicide Squad was reshot because, because, because yeah, it might have been reshot. For many reasons, mm-hmm. some good, some bad. Uh, I, uh, I'm i not worried. I haven't contemplated what, what would happen if I heard, uh, well, Rogue One's going in for some reshoots. There might be a pause in my brain of, uh, what does that mean? Or it just means they thought of something even more awesome. Right. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so yeah, let's, uh, move on. I was going to go into the social media leaks, but we will save that yeah. because we're going to go first to Chewbacca, Chewbacca's mom, <laughs> Chewbacca, mo- Chewbacca mom, Chewbacca I don't mom? know what we're calling her, Chewbacca mask mom. Chewmomka? Chewbacca lady? <laughs> yes. She is now carpooling with J.J. Abrams. <laughs> Candace Payne is the woman who posted a Facebook live video of herself wearing a Chewbacca mask. Her video has over 140 million views I'm sure a lot more now, and has made her the queen of the internet for the past five days. She also appeared on The Late Late Show with James Corden, and guess who appeared? (laughs) J.J. freaking Abrams. (laughs) It's it's brilliant if you guys haven't seen uh, the clip. It's the three of them in the car. J.J. Abrams actually puts on the Chewbacca mask and gives uh, Candace direction on how to best act uh, like Chewie. And he did a good job on that. He did a great job. J.J. really did capture what what it is to be Chewie. Oh, man. And then they all start laughing. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. so, yeah. Maniacally. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty genius. And then she's on the couch whole interview with James Gordon as well, right? Yeah. 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 So she is the new Star Wars mascot, I, I guess. <laughs> so, and it's, the video is hilarious. The original video uh-huh. of her, it's it, really funny. I have to admit to laughing at, laughing at it. I absolutely do. I'm, I'm still dubious. Mm-hmm. I still feel a little dubious, Joseph. Yeah. Am I wrong for feeling a little dubious uh, about this video? No, no. I think there's reason to feel uh, both the light side and the dark side. And I, I'm thrilled that when it came out, on uh, the Friday, yeah. past Friday, as we're mm-hmm. recording, that people embrace it is is a happy, joyous thing because yeah. great because we need those. We talked a yep. lot about Star Wars celebration, but you know there's there's the dark side, the dark to side. everything in life too. From the first time I saw it, I thought it was very, very funny and mm. very infectious. Yep. But a part of me thought it was funny because of the sheer joy, but a, a part of me thought it was funny because it's so effed up too. Because <laughs> and I even when I shared it on our Four Center links. Yeah. It's like she should be the Joker. That laugh is borderline <laughs> scary. And everybody else is just like, her pure joy. I'm like, yes, her pure joy. But also, I believe that she might stab me with that mask on. I believe that that mask laughing could be the last thing I see and hear. Oh and yeah. I, I have a dark sense of humor, so I like that. Yes. So yeah. there's, the, uh, there's the issue of the actual content. How do you feel about the content of the video? Yeah. And then the, all these thorny issues of how we present ourselves who kind of gets the internet golden ticket and ends up being the messenger and why are they the messenger and all of those kinds of issues. Yeah. You know, look, uh, uh, you know, I'm putting on the cynical hat. I, I believe she's a real person. I believe it really happened. I went to her Facebook page. It's a deep dive. I did a deep dive. <laughs> All right. Three days before she Love made the it. video, she's inviting people to her Bible studies. Uh, God bless her. She's a, she, I, I, I'm sure her kids are happy and they got that bundle of toys. However, it was perfectly 
par- the shot was a perfect composition. Perfect composition. Perfectly framed. She knew exactly where to aim that thing. And hey, maybe she did. Maybe she did. She had. I, I looked. I looked. Trust me. I looked her up. She she's done uh, musical theater. She knows that kind of oh, stuff. So, okay. So God, hey, there you go. she might have some skills. There you go. Far, don't don't listen to me being the cynical a hole taken away from her. But it was perfectly uh, comp- com- composed shot. Uh, who starts a video saying I'm outside of Coles and here at Coles I'm here at Coles with their Star Wars toys um, and oh she gosh. hadn't yet pulled that out of the box. Now it doesn't. You take think a, that she might be Darth Coles? I think she's Darth Coles. <laughs> and 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 look, it doesn't take a genius to look and go, all right, that's a Chewbacca mask that makes a sound. I know how it's going to work. I'm not saying she like, but she opens it for the quote first time and is like, listen to this, guys. How do you know? How do you know what it was going to be? I'm digging deep. Also. From my job, I can tell you that Facebook Live is doing a giant push to major companies to get Facebook Live to beat Periscope. Right. right. What better way to do it than a two million viral video? Again, God bless her and her children. Yeah. God bless her and her family. <laughs> my friend Lon Harris says it took it took Red Lobster three days to respond to Beyonce with a tweet. Right. The next morning, <laughs> Coles had a care package at her door. Yeah. All oh, right. Yeah. I saw that video. All right. Yeah. They had people. A truck was already on the way. Unbelievable. Yeah. So great joy. I mean, I, I understand. <laughs> Sorry, you guys, I'm an a No, 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 no. Great joy. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed at Sometimes the video. I wrestle with sincerity. I, That's, I, I, yeah. I, I want the record yes. to reflect. I laughed until I got tears in my eyes the first time I saw it. It is fun. It is infectious. It's it infectious. is infectious and funny. Yes. You, I think, have... Uh, Interesting and good, legitimate, uh, if not smoking, sort of misting guns. <laughs> There's some bullets in the chambers. There's some bullets in the chambers. Wow. Here is my beef. Yeah. Uh, and it's not really with her. It's with our society. I love so it. brace yeah. yourself, society. I love it, society. We are in this era. We've talked about this before where uh, everybody used to be performative. And we all, all used to know that that person is performing. Right. That person is famous because they perform. And now we're in an era with social media, and it's only increasing with Periscope and Facebook Live, where authenticity is everything. Mm-hmm. Everybody sure. wants to feel like you are friends with the person. Yeah. And there are people who are getting to be very good at performing as though they are just being themselves. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she's got some theater background. She's a clearly a performer. Like, yeah. even if... She really went to Kohl's. She really got the mask, really right. decided to put it on. That is better by a lot mm-hmm. than the average mom with a phone at Kohl's. Do agree with that. Because yep. she yes. frames it perfectly. Yep. My other smoking or misting gun. Yeah. Unless she's got a technology that I don't know about, when she is looking at her own face and laughing at how ridiculous she is, her eyes never stop meeting the camera. And on an f- iPhone yeah. or iPad, yeah. if you're actually looking at yourself, your eyes are going to dart down, and then they're going to come back up to meet the camera. Yep. And her what? eyes are locked yep. on the camera the whole time. It was a oh perfect my. shot of Chewie's face with her eyes coming out the entire time. Oh I think my. you fired that bullet. Yeah. Okay. You <laughs> that bullet got fired. blown my mind. I, I cite the example. I told you guys off air. When the Wii Fit hit a few years ago, there was a video that went around of the girl in her, in her little panties doing a little hula hoop action, and her boy from was secretly filming her and it went viral and everyone was like oh the we fit it turns out that was a couple not even a couple it was a marketing team that had come up with this um this stuff happens but at the very least she's good yeah at like, least she needs good. to launch a channel today and i think it's the kind of thing of like you just you as a viewer decide if you care because james corden on that interview too she was on it yeah like I oh, feel yeah. like I'm a, I am I've been a performer for 15 years. Mm-hmm. She 
was very comfortable. She yeah. carried herself just fine. There was no like, oh my God, I was just a mom. And now I know on James Corden. Right. She was prepared for it. Yeah. yeah. She's good so, in that bit, too. Yeah. She's great in the yeah. bit. So the I guess to me the thing is you have to decide if you care. Do you mm-hmm. do you feel like you are being lied to if you've spent all this time saying, it was just a mom and that's part of what the charm is? Or are you right. more in the camp of like, she's a mom who one of the things that she does is she performs and she's amazing right. at this kind of performance. And I don't care because it was still joyful and right. funny. Yeah. But or do you feel like you've been sold a bill of goods because she's not just a mom? You're yeah. so and, right. And and what got me? God, we're getting into this. This poor woman, Candace Payne. God bless you. We'll, we'll bring you on the show when you're two million views. Come on over here. Uh, <laughs> um, but <laughs> I got really bitter at the people who were sharing some directly to me as if it was a life affirming poem yes. that just changed their life. <laughs> yes. And I think I took offense to that yes. too. Where yeah. I was like, no, it was funny. I laughed. I yeah. actually got tears in my eyes laughing because it is infectious. But nope, this didn't change my life because I'm pretty sure I just watched. A Colts commercial, uh, a good oh one, a funny one, a Super Bowl quality <laughs> commercial. By the way, she shot in HD too. But hey, yeah. any any no. phone can do now. I mean, it looks so crystal clear. You um, guys, I'm sorry, <laughs> no, this, Jennifer, we breaking your heart here. No, no, are you kidding? This this totally confirms what my instincts were, and that's I think what's so interesting is when I first watched, the, I didn't want to watch it. Everyone was yeah, sharing yeah, it, and yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. oh god, I got, come I got on, it you know? texted and tweeted. I only saw it because because uh, we posted on Force Center, yeah. which is, as we should, right? Because it's Star Wars. Absolutely. So I watched it and I laughed and I'm like, this lady is great. And then the next thing I said was, she's going to be everywhere and they're going to give her her own reality show because she was so good at vlogging. And as someone who vlogs, let me tell you, that is not easy. Right. I'm struggling trying to make that happen. And, And not only that, but the time, her time limit, everything, it was almost like scripted. She set how good it was. In a writerly way, the video sets up everything that you need to know in order to continue watching her story. Perfectly. Which in theory, like a great vlogger should do that. Every time, so you can be like, if this is the video you see, here's what you need to know. I'm a mom who's always on the rush. I like geek stuff, too, and my kids do, too, so I have this funny tug of war. Like, I mean, she's basically got, like, a log line. TV pilot description right. in baked into the video. Which I, yeah. and again for me, like none of these things are necessarily bad things no. unless you feel like you're being told something different. But and this is this is what I was noticing online is that there's two there's two camps. There's the camp that is, oh my gosh, she's pure joy. She's exactly what being a fan is about. I get that. Mm-hmm. The other camp is why why her? A lot of us Star Wars fans have invested, you know, so many hours in putting on our masks and our Kylo Ren, you know, snuggies and whatever, and had these moments, right? So there's a lot of people that were like, why her? A third camp, which I will present, which this is going to sound really weird, you guys, but uh, somebody who had a a wedding that went, I hate using this, quote unquote viral, right? I got contacted by a lot of media people, Good Morning America and whatever. I didn't appear on Good Morning America, but the wedding did. Here's the thing. She has, I found this out through the LA Times, she has a publicist already. Mm. That to me was a little like, wait a minute, how, how do you always, how do you already have a publicist? Like, mm. that's kind of mm. crazy. And just, I don't know. It's something, I just feel like they were leaving a lot of this out. Like, the fact, I didn't know that she was a musical theater person. Yeah. They're trying to sell us something. Mm-hmm. 
that, like, I want to see the full picture. It, if she is a struggling actor in Texas, I want to know that because that actually is more real and relatable for me. Mm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. don't try and, and yeah. gloss that over and make me feel like she's just some stay-at-home mom. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I'm, now I'm really suspicious. And I think that she's a wonderful lady. I think this yeah, is yeah. fantastic I, that she's gained all these opportunities. But yep. at the same time, it's kind of like... Yep, and like I say, hey, she's gonna have her own reality show. Yeah, and she's great. Yeah. She's great on camera. Entertaining. I hope her children get their college funds paid for. Yeah, all that stuff. I'm like you, Joseph. Like, did, does she bother me? No, I think it's all around it. And, and coming from the industry that I am in, and we all are as entertainers, but I work at a, at a digital media company, and I can tell you that the brands. The people that come seek to seek us and they want to create these kind of videos and this is what they want to do. Yeah. And I want, they go to great lengths with great money to make it seem as though it just happened and that you're not knowing you're watching a commercial. Right. So I have no doubt that that's possible, whether this particular incident it happened. Right. Um, um, I guess so maybe that's part of it, too. And I, I was I think I watched it, laughed again. Laughed and laughed till I was wiping tears away, and then I saw the reaction to it. And I started. That's when I started getting angry. Yeah, yeah. turning into right. the bitter person uh, that I am. Uh, when I was like, "Nope, you've all been fooled again. I must <laughs> go on. The, I, I will die on this hill. I don't want my uh, uncle sending you see the Star Wars video a month after it broke. Here's uh, the video of Ken getting exercised <laughs> by going up that hill yeah. and defending yeah. it. Oh. So, Candace Payne, God bless you. Yeah. yeah, I wish the best. You're great. Get a reality show. Um, the truth will come out. Yeah, and I think maybe we can maybe uh, touch on this a little bit more in our main topic about Let's social media. It. The the I, the other question to me is the amount of Star Wars content. Which I'd love to talk about as we get into social media. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, let's do it. We got one more story here that I think ties in, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sorry. I'm thinking about this. this is a real I've never thing. seen Jennifer this concerned and somewhat angry. You know what it it's is? Great. Here's another thing that kind of made me <laughs> mad. I'm sorry. No, no not, not related Good. to Can- Candace. <laughs> Let go of your concern. There was a lot. There were a lot of commenters that were like, you know what I liked about it was that it was so organic. It was so real, unlike these other cosplayers and these other attention seekers right. putting out Star Wars stuff. And that really got me mad. Yeah. Because I'm like, you know what? Like, we do these podcasts, we do these videos because we love Star Wars. It's not right. because we want to be famous or whatever. It's because we're genuinely passionate right. about it. So I, I just I got kind of angry at people saying, "Well, she's she's a real fan." It's like, don't oh, go yeah. there. Don't yeah. go there, sir, on the internet. <laughs> don't wag your finger at me because yeah. I love Star Wars too. Yeah. We all do. Yeah, you know. And I know you put hours into some of your videos. A days. Yeah, weeks into my weeks. videos and so, saying that, oh, well, I don't like that because she put too much effort into it. I like what's, you know, some someone putting up a, you know, their phone in their car and putting right. on a mask. It's like, well, there shouldn't be that type of competition. Yep. Right. Yeah. Agreed. <sighs> we can, we can, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Guys, uh, about, we're day. going to Coles after this. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a rough day. There are no Chewbacca masks <laughs> there. Yeah, James Corden bought them all. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. So there have also been a lot of leaks uh, over this past week. Or yeah. have they? <laughs> <laughs> First, <laughs> sorry, uh, there were preview pages for Rogue One, the official visual guide story, revealing several character names. Ken, I know you talked about them on your Spotlight Star Wars. And new vehicles, which were supposedly leaked from these pages of this new book that's coming out. 
I'm not going to share what those names and everything are. Cool. Uh, but Pablo Hidalgo made it clear on Twitter, at least I think he did, um, mm-hmm. that those pages are not from the book he is writing. So I don't know if this if this is an official book. I don't. Uh, there's mm-hmm. some you know misinformation that's coming on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the book, the leak, and again, we won't go into it. I guess uh, if you want the, the names, go to Spotlight Star Wars, where I I'll ramble for 20 minutes about the name Cassian Andor, but uh, <laughs> it's the only one I'll give you. Uh, but uh, it's from the visual story guide, yes. which every m- movie has that. Yeah, um, right. But you're saying, Joseph, maybe Pablo might have been working on another book, and that's what he was referencing? Yeah, I feel like plenty of people debunked it. I feel like Lucasfilm got ahead of it and said, well, this is either leaked or not accurate or... Whatever. I, I think there's plenty of official statement to be dubious about it. I yeah. felt I could be wrong, but I felt like what Pablo Hidalgo was saying is I'm working on a different book. Not mm-hmm. only don't share this with me because I don't want my fans to see the spoilers. Yeah. Uh, if they are there, but also it's not the thing that I'm working on. Mm. Right. Okay. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? 
for me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Right, which, again, in this day and age, you know, I take, I generally don't leak, look look on leak stories. Yeah. This one I couldn't avoid, and so I just said, eh, if, even if it's just the name, screw He was it. so big, and I got right. hooked in by the alleged Vader confirmation. Right, right. right. Which I don't right. think is a spoiler, uh, because no. it's up to you whether you believe this or not. I actually right. think it was kind of dubious whether this is real or not. Yeah. I totally believe it is a leak. Some of the artwork looked a little Photoshoppy for me for something as official as this. Uh, I mm-hmm. do agree with that. Yeah. Um, I do agree with that. Because uh, weren't some of them, um, I don't know. Okay, I do it looked like very paste head on. Like, uh, like yeah. at the Snapchat's got that new filter where you can switch heads. It almost <laughs> looked like that. A couple of the shots looked like that level of technology. Yeah, and it's easy enough to go from the trailer and some of the, the, the official release stills that you could just draw your own. There's very talented people yeah. out there mm. to do that. Um, so, yeah, I can get behind the fact that none of that is legit, um, <laughs> uh, even though I did an entire show on it. Uh, I stand by that. Um, it Maybe happens it is, though. sometimes. Maybe it is. Yeah, yeah, some of the stuff, because some of the stuff uh, I saw... I, too, uh, we won't talk about it, Jennifer, but I think you and I may have stumbled onto some of the same stuff in episode eight. Yes. Yeah. I'm mad about that, too. Yeah. Um, I saw a leaked alleged title for episode eight. Yeah. Oh. I think it's maybe the same thing. Is oh, that some, the celebration s- Someone one? texted that to me. I was no. like, thanks for that. Yeah. We'll get into yeah. that with the social media yeah. topic, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. You know, look, if some of the stuff is, is true from a certain point of view, I think the names are good. I think we're okay. I love those names. There wasn't a ton from the plot that I felt was revealed, but... No. In the world... There weren't any huge confirm. There, there wasn't no. anything mind blowing actually in it. No, I, I, I agree. I, I agree. And, and some of that stuff's due to come out anyways because right. yeah. we're getting to that time where the movie's <laughs> almost less. Uh, what are we? Uh, December now. Yeah. So, wow. so we're almost half. half yeah. Halfway and there. Some things are going to leak. Uh, I just yeah. had lunch with one of my friends from Fantasy Flight Games, mm-hmm. and I won't go into any details, but he told me some of the. Incredibly amazing amount of protection yeah. that Lucasfilm went into to give Fantasy Flight information about The Force Awakens right. before the game came out. Mm. And the amount of work that the company is putting into yeah. don't leak things. Well, also knowing like it's there's just too many opportunities. Stuff's yes. going to leak. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's almost built into it. Yeah. And then you have that just probably good old fashioned mistakes. Ray with a lightsaber figure. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. A, probably a good old fashioned mistake. Yeah. Uh, and that happened there. Look, like, even HBO accidentally released an episode of Game of Thrones a day early. Oh, yeah. You know, they did that and they came wow. out and said, oh, oopsie, we Sorry did that. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it is a weird time, weird age. And uh, poor Pablo Hidalgo, man. I feel for that oh, guy each goodness. day. Uh, t- uh, today on his Twitter feed, he just said, that he's only going to answer questions about Big Lebowski on his Twitter feed. <laughs> so our friend that. Chris Taylor said, can you mix white Russians with blue milk? Oh, <laughs> yeah. gosh. Wow. Yeah, so that's all I got. I mean, the, That's plenty. Well, here's yeah. the thing. It was really interesting as I was gathering the news. I kept coming across spoiler after spoiler. Yeah. yeah. And it's really challenging now. I mean, this is stuff for episode eight. Yeah. And I'm like, you guys, we still have a long time before the movie comes out. And I 
I've already mm-hmm. learned way too much. Right. right. Yeah. Or have you? Because some of it's not going to be accurate, or some of it's going to be accurate and changed by then. Like with with the Force Awakens, we learned we right. the spoiler came out about it's going to start with Luke's hand and lightsaber. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the movie came out, and we're all like, <laughs> "How ridiculous!" And they're like, "Oh, that was real." Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, I mean, we still like are going to have those opportunities where the spoilers are real, or they used to be real, and they won't actually be spoilers. Mm-hmm. Right. So we have that mm-hmm. until the movie comes out. We don't know. And as he said, it's, it, it is that age that we're in, the social media age. Kids, it's your world now. We can't turn back from this. But it does uh, lead us to our main topic today about social media in Star Wars. There is a light side. There is a dark side. And how do we find balance in the so- social media force? Uh, Joseph, it's a brave, strange new world. It is a brave, strange new world. And I think a couple of things that are on my mind in terms of the light side and the dark is certainly something you've talked about mm-hmm. of just spoiler culture, since that's what we're on right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, uh, the light side, we get the, the fun and we get the celebration and we get the community from social from sharing Star Wars on social media. Um, but we also have totally unwanted spoilers just like tweeted at people. Yes. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, I think it would be much better <laughs> <laughs> if everybody was allowed their independent choice. Yeah. Mm. You know, there are all sorts of debates about spoilers. There have been actual studies that say your enjoyment isn't actually affected, that it's just in our heads mm. that our enjoyment of narrative is oh. affected by spoilers. Really? Yeah. And there's like, there's stuff to support this. Uh, uh, some friends of mine do Japanese theater and have done it forever. And Japanese theater is all predicated on telling stories that one already knows to the point where one of the things that the mm. audience does is there's a, a word or a term called marimashitai that the audience is encouraged to yell out, which means I've been looking forward to this. Whoa. So it's all about not what the story is, but how it's told. Mm. Yeah. So there are plenty of arguments to be made of like, stop whining. We're, I'm not ruining it for you. You're still going to enjoy the movie. But to me, it's about choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't like my choice being taken away of if I decide I don't want to know the title of episode eight until yeah. it's revealed. I want the rest of the world to respect that if they can. Yeah, and we're in a weird spot because we only have, um, I'll speak for me, but you guys can jump in. I only have a career because of social media, because of the internet. Yeah. Um, I was a stand-up comic and a writer with a day job for 17 years. It wasn't until um, the explosion of live streaming and the ability to put, produce shows on the internet that are live in a network. That's why I have a job now. That's why I'm at Screen Junkies. Uh, podcasting, which is uh, about a 10-year-old art form now, um, it wasn't around when Jedi was being made in 83. <laughs> um, you know, and I came from radio, and I had to go get a radio job and work at a building that broadcast. And had, I had reel-to-reel. I actually had to splice commercials together. And, you know, wow. uh, 1998, we got this giant computer that we could download real commercials from. Made already. <laughs> weird things, weird times. So I, I am forever thankful for it. But it is, it's weird when we do these shows, and may, maybe we're good. The three of us are saying, hey, we're your friends who talk Star Wars. And I'll get stuff sent to me from people who are just great listeners, just trying to have a conversation with me. Hey, you see this picture? It's, a, it's the villain of Episode 7. And it was. As it turns out. Oh, really? It was you know, accurate. It was, it, was, it was close enough to what we ended up seeing with Kylo Ren. And it was just some of the concept stuff, too. But it's yeah. Like, I didn't have. I, I guess I didn't have that choice, mm. and so that bothers me more than anything. That's the dark side of it. Uh, and then, I, I, it's weird to say, uh, and I'll let you guys jump in. But at the the 
incessant speculation is part of our our fun and part yep. of our job. But I understand going back to you, McGregor, where he's like, I better distance myself from these people. Yeah. <laughs> I better, if I really want this, I better not dive into it headlong. That opens up a lot to it, uh, a lot of it, too. And then, of course, the dark side of, of dealing with bigger issues, what you, it's hard to deal with, um, you know, Sienna Ray or Sienna Ree being a, a female of color. Yeah. Uh, is, is immediately, it's a, you can't celebrate that sometimes without feeling like you're going to get attacked or someone's mm. going to jump into your, your shit about, it's, it's all part of an agenda from Star Wars. No. Yeah. And yeah. if it is, it's a good one. Well, so, and I think that's just a part of, of social media, of... It is increasingly harder to not like, – you just have to have your convictions and then decide, like, today's the day I'm going to go ahead and fight because <laughs> I can't not say this simple, straightforward thing that yeah. I feel. Mm. And right. if there are honestly people who, like, well, you know, the mute and the block button is going to get some exercise today right. Right. <laughs> on Twitter, for me at least. Right. Jennifer, for you, what is the – what's the light side and what's the dark side of – social media and in particular being a big fan of star Wars. Yeah. I mean, the light side is absolutely being able to, to go on Twitter and see, you know, talk with everyone about how exciting that teaser trailer was, or, yeah. Oh my gosh, can you believe that they just, you know, released this image and being able the the community, you know, that is what, for me, what I love about social media. I mean, thanks mm-hmm. to star Wars.com and Bonnie Burton, mm-hmm. that was how I found so many friends and it's, it's been truly life changing. The dark side, <laughs> it's really complicated, I think, and I struggle with this as a content creator. I don't know if you guys feel this way, but there's a part of me that feels like I have to share whatever news is breaking. It's mm-hmm. like being, mm-hmm. almost like being the first, not being the first to share it necessarily, but if everyone, you know, if it's an important piece of news, I want to share it. Yeah. I feel like some people kind of take that and go a little bit too far where they're like, I'm going to share these spoilers because mm-hmm. I want right. to beat everyone else to the punch. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I don't know, there's kind of this weird culture where people are releasing things a lot earlier than they're supposed to before the embargoes are lifted, as they Mm -hmm. say. Um, So Mm -hmm. that to me is the dark side. And also not being able sometimes to freely share my opinion without being pounced on. Okay. It's like, yeah, I mean, like you're a mom. So like, it's a commitment to your day. If you say something that you truly believe that you don't think is that offensive, but you know, there's a part of the internet who's going to attack it. Yeah. It's like a time commitment. And not only that, you guys, but it's actually really scary. Like the whole Gamergate thing mm-hmm. and the the Ghostbusters issue that came out recently. Yeah. I really wanted to talk about that. And I was going to put, put a video. And then I thought, you know what? These guys can get really scary. Yeah. And I have a daughter and I don't mm. want them to like dox me and whatever. And mm. so I just didn't say anything. And that's kind of scary when you think about things like that, where they're silencing people. But that's kind of the culture that i mean that's the good and the bad side of the internet so i don't know i don't know what the answer is and maybe twitter can step it up and yeah i mean i think the thing is that yes i mean you make a really good point for me as a white dude it's a time commitment issue to deal with the hate and for uh women and people of color it's (laughs) an actual threat sometimes yeah uh Mm -hmm. which is an important distinction that i should make but i i feel like in a way the not to be overly cute about it, but it is like a Star Wars kind of thing of like, well, then we should, you know, 
we should rebel. We should resist. Mm -hmm. And we should hope that, well, if, if, you know, there's bands of people who are rebelling and resisting the dark side, that the, uh, we should get some support from the infrastructure of Twitter. Like they should send us some Y wings that we can use. (laughs) Like, you know, and on the light side, actually, I would say that the star Wars community is generally really good about that. Like they're not, you know, they're, I don't know if you guys have had other experiences, but I mean, I don't get that kind of like crazy hate that I do when I, you know, did my Dear Fake Geeks video where I basically, uh-huh. you know, took on the fake geek girls debate. That was like a whole other right. side of the fandom that I had not experienced. Uh, I'm like, oh, right. I, I'm going to go back to my, my Star Wars community. <laughs> I like my Star Wars friends because they're nice yeah. people. I'm going to make a Wookiee teeny. Ah. Um, yeah, there's so, yeah, generally, and look, specifically the Force Center fans, you guys have been great out yeah. there. Uh, always supportive, and I don't want anyone to think uh, that I think otherwise. Um, just don't send me pictures of, of Luke in episode eight. Um, um, but, uh, you know, on Jedi Alliance in the early days, there was definitely um, Maud Garrett faced mm. a lot of stuff as, as a female who says, I like Star Wars and would occasionally say a name wrong or get something wrong, as I would do every episode. And, of course, she'd get jumped on. And I, it, 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 But it wasn't our fans. It was the people passing through. Exactly. Yeah. It was the people there to make a point, and we either blocked them or I felt it was important for me to say something. Uh, and she was more than capable of jumping in the ring <laughs> and fighting, trust me. But it was also, it carried weight for, for me to be like, uh, no, uh, this woman has Star Wars bedsheets. Like, um, <laughs> that's the dark side. But the light side to me, too, is the we do have that community and and force awakens was that much more powerful of an experience because i got to share it with millions of people yeah i have to say honestly on the light side too of more within the star wars bubble of fans that for me there's been even more sort of positive crossover oh yeah where i'm a fairly liberal guy and sometimes i'll get a follower that i'm i'm can tell is uh, following me because they're Star Wars because it's a picture of Boba Fett, you know, mm-hmm. and like the first thing in their bio might be like Republican. And sometimes I feel like uh, this is a bummer. I feel like this person is going to unfollow me. And then sometimes I'll check back and like they haven't. And mm-hmm. that's nice for me that uh, you can sometimes be in your own little bubble. And Star Wars is one of those things uh, that has increased that bubble. And maybe Star Wars on the light side of social media has helped bridge some stuff mm-hmm. where I can every once in a while see a perspective that is different than mine and actually consider it and think about it because of the good part of the Star Wars community. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just been it's been fun to watch it grow as a fan and and, and it's become the Star Wars social media community's become one of the the leading ones in, in terms of how big it is and, and how how fun it's to be a part of as it should because it's Star Wars. Yeah. And it's the biggest thing in the world, you know, to me as a fandom. It is it is the great granddad of fandoms. Yeah. Um uh, we're the we're the ones that started collecting the figures in earnest. We're the ones that started, you know, speculating in earnest that it should be us uh at the forefront and so uh that's I, that, that is fun i'll take some of the dark i also you know i don't i'm a ty- i work on it but i i the phones and smartphones and and having our own hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy in our hand is, <laughs> is is a is a great thing like i'll argue with my folks a little bit you know we always checking your phone well that's because communication's now 24 7 and and that's a blessing to me yeah there are uh, other little humans in here yeah, yeah yeah and i can certainly turn off the phone yeah and sometimes we can get addicted and we'll be at parties where we're all looking at our phones sure enough we'll all go for a hike one day but um <laughs> i don't i don't shy away from that so i love Hashtag Spotlight Star Wars. I love hashtag Force Center where I can look on and just go, oh, you know, these are our friends now uh, who get to share the joy of Star Wars with us uh, far and wide. Yeah. 
That is the best. I love the that. The other thing that I want to talk about in social media is we had touched on it with the uh, Chewbacca mask lady, <laughs> and I'm curious to get you guys' take. Oh, that's I a think- dark side. <laughs> you took a hike up to that hill you're going to die on with your family without a phone. Uh, I th- to me, there is a volume of content issue in social media. Like most social media is meant to be little bite size mm-hmm. social media. But like with the example of the Chewbacca mask lady, mm-hmm. with you were saying of like making her the emissary of Star Wars. It's one thing to say, this was a very funny video. Here's a reality show. Go be your crazy self. Uh, uh, mom in Texas, but making someone the emissary of Star Wars, there's that video has a Chewbacca mask and there are roars, but it's very surface level. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes social media encourages that sort of, yes, we are saying we like Star Wars, but because we're limited, it's, we're just sharing a meme Mm -hmm. or a Mm -hmm. GIF and we're not actually going deeper. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, a, a man might win a, a president election, presidential election based on good memes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, or or uh, the, the the other memes drive more people to vote for him because I mean, we're in that time period now. Yeah. Where it's scary and yeah, and you can't have a full on discussion and and maybe that's it. The Ghostbusters thing is, you know, I I love everyone in that movie and I hope it's well. I think the trailer was bad, but if I say that, no, I'm taking a stance. I know. It's yeah. like, no, no, I, I know. I knew Kristen Wiig at the ground lanes. I'm rooting for this oh, movie. Yeah. But like, no, I thought the first two trailers weren't good. But yeah. like, that's, you know, so I, I worry about that. So I can't come out and say something about, yeah, you know, uh, maybe, uh, maybe I think Poe is gay. Oh, you were this. And, and that's a trouble uh, thing where we can no longer have discussions that are, are valuable mm. uh, and important to have and fun to have. Yeah. I I can't speculate on Finn and maybe a girlfriend or not or this or that. I can't sometimes. We can do it on a show and we have our fans, but I refrain from it in in, in Twitter and all that stuff because it just it's it it it, it brings out Yeah. It, it, it's, there's no shades of gray on the internet. Do you feel like sometimes on social media there is more... I, I mean, I think there is a more... Uh, there's like a noise to signal issue, certainly. Mm-hmm. But I think mm-hmm. sometimes with Star Wars. I've talked about this with with you before I think on one yeah. of our solo podcasts about mm-hmm. like getting to know you and getting to do Force Center like I really like because I get to dive deep because I love all the ephemera of just mm-hmm. hey I'm at a convention I have a Star Wars shirt and you have a Star Wars shirt great yeah. but at a certain point like I want to get deep and I want to yeah. discuss what did the prophecy mean yeah. and I think sometimes like I kick back against that video a little bit because it's service level mm. it's just a mask and I, I believe that she is a big fan but the actual content of the video, when somebody says, this is an amazing Star Wars video, mm-hmm. it's a plastic mask that she bought. There's right. not a lot of actual Star Wars content. It is yeah. much more about that person. Right. Yeah. This is an interesting discussion because I think that um, Andy Gutierrez, uh, she's runs, uh, she's on the Star Wars show. Yeah, yeah. And there was some kickback. I don't know about what exactly, but she came out and was like, you know, it's okay to be a casual fan. Yep. It's okay. You know, we have to embrace them. Yeah. So it's like, it's hard because I agree. Like, I, I felt the same way. I'm like, well, okay, you know, it's just a Star Wars mask and we like to have our discussions, you know. But at the same time, it's like we want it to also be welcoming and warm to people who are not so familiar with it, which I think that we are, you know? So I don't know. I don't know. And also I think when you do have this awesome, you want to have these awesome discussions, how do you get to those people? I feel like sometimes you have to get kind of 
clickbaity with your headlines or like have yeah. these crazy like, you know, images and whatever, because otherwise it just is like a rushing river and you're just throwing a yeah. pebble. Right. You know? So I feel like that's another thing with a Chewbacca mask lady where it's like you just see that image of that Chewbacca mask and you're like, uh Click. Right? <laughs> yeah. And maybe, yeah. Yeah. Maybe that, that is the balance in the social media forces that you just have to accept that social media can really only ever be the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. If you want to go deeper, you can. Otherwise, I will retweet this pug in an ad at costume, <laughs> which I did. Well, which you is know? delightful. And you also just said ad at, so now we're going to get 14 tweets about I, how it's ATAT. I know it's ATAT, but uh, no, no. Uh, but it's ad at. It's ad for us old school people. It's ad at. Yeah, and it's a great time, uh, as we always say. And, it, and I, I said, I, I love the the changing uh, time, and I love that media's in front of us. I love that we have Facebook Live. I love that, um, and you know, this won't be the last Chewbacca type video. I'm sure we get. Nope. And, and uh, come you know, on, Emperor. Mask. Come on, Emperor Matt. <laughs> this is Joseph Scrimshaw, oh my gosh, a, a Joseph. housewife in t- Toledo. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Uh, Do it. Do it. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, and it's also changed the way, and I know Mark Donica and John Roke had a good discussion about it on Jedi Lines the other uh, week, where it changed the way these films are being made. And, and yeah. um, ah. Return of the Jedi being called Blue Harvest is one of the great uh, legends passed down through time, and, yeah. and that would not have happened today. No. It would have been like, oh, you mean Return of the Jedi? We, we got these we pictures from this drone <laughs> of Luke in a Jeez. black Jedi outfit. We've hired several Irish spies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I'm, I, that's changed for the worse, but at the same time, again, going back to what I think is the biggest positive is sense of community yeah, and absolutely. excitement for what's coming. Absolutely, yeah. I, I have thought many times in their Star Wars news, like, wow, this is like being back on the playground, except for there are thousands of you, yeah. and only a couple are assholes. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is pretty good by the odds. And what's incredible, too, is that social media is a great, it's like I meet all these people online and then getting to go to celebration and meeting everyone in person. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah. my god, I, f- I feel like they're my best friend. I give people hugs. It's so cool. Yeah, and well, and isn't that the thing? Because in person, I've never had one problem. I'm not. No. I'm not. I'm not uh, Ewan McGregor. I'm not big here, but I'm not. I'm not Jenna Marbles. I'm not Grace Helbig. I'm not big, but. Um, Never had a problem in person. It's online. It's that it's that power of uh, being anonymous that yeah. uh, we'll never yeah. get rid of. I don't think, unfortunately, somehow, some way, we can try. But that is probably the biggest biggest plus side, and then the dark side. But yeah, mm-hmm. and we'll struggle. We continue to struggle to find the balance. This has been a good a good dark night. Of a good start <laughs> finding the balance. We should move on to some fan questions. Absolutely. All right, uh, Jennifer. This one's for you, really. Oh boy. This is from uh, Jasper Ellis, Ewok Jedi. Want to see them in episode eight? Um, yeah. <laughs> Come on. I mean, they're, they're, what people forget is that they are fierce. Yes. They eat people. Right. You know? So, so that is not the way of the Jedi. It is not the way of the Jedi. <laughs> there might be some problems there. No, yeah. but I, I think that they're more ferocious than people give them credit for. They have that might. Um, and I can also see the, the calmness of the Jedi. I don't mm. know. I think that there's something there. Yeah. Mm. Really so you're, you're totally done with Ewok Jedi. 
That's Absolutely. understandable. And, Are you, and Ewok Sith, why not? In Ewok, well, yeah, of course. They eat people. Yeah, I mean, I Kenneth, think they lean Kenneth toward the dark side. His head in his hands. <laughs> Just picture it. Jump this the little, shark. Uh, like a uh, uh, dark, darker fur toned Ewok with red eyes. Oh my God. And like a red cow over his little teddy barriers. <laughs> I love gosh. it. Yeah, the Ewok Sith. Yeah. Always 487 <laughs> hiding in the trees there are. I feel like Terrifying. It be animated, but a cool animated. Yeah, you, that, that's my question. Like, of course, of course. As sure as your name is Jennifer Landa, you want to see Ewok Jedi. Yeah. That's fine. But do you want them in episode eight? I mean, I have to say yes. <laughs> but no, I, but in, in truth, like, I don't think that they would fit. I mean, they could be. <laughs> I'm wrestling with this. I'm going to shoehorn them in somehow. Okay. But yeah, no, probably not. Yeah, nope. I know. Nope. No. I nope. think it's just moving too fast. Maybe episode nine will Maybe be ready. Maybe episode nine. Crush my The dreams. world would be more ready for Finn and Poe to be in love yeah. than a Jedi Ewok. <laughs> I'm all for a Jedi Ewok. I just think it needs to be uh, handled well and given its own space and its own respect. And, and now, was, wasn't there one in, like, Knights of the Old Republic or something? Oh, yeah. Couldn't you play as one? Oh, yeah, I think so. I think yeah. so. And Thank here's God the thing. video games don't count. Darth Jar Jar, <laughs> if everyone got on board with him, why couldn't we have Ewok Jedi? Did everyone get on board with him? I think so. I think a lot of people felt like they had found the truth. They did. It was a revelation. <laughs> so is your way in, Ken? No. Definitely not an eight. Yeah. Uh, I don't think of all the creatures in the galaxy, I don't... Th- I, I, yes, they're smart, sentient beings, and they're ferocious. I just... It'd be very hard for me to believe, Jennifer, that one could be a Jedi, or even a Sith. Yeah. That they see. could function in a normal manner. I couldn't see one on... A, a council meeting. That's, this is that's exactly where I'm picturing. Chihuahua. Yeah, he wouldn't say much. <laughs> he he would just kind of give a knowing nod. That's it. Like a chief chirpa, low that's grade exactly nod. What okay, I'm fair enough. Yes. I want an, I want a comic book because this is zany enough that it appears to belong in the comic books. Just addressing, like I just want like maybe in like set in the days of the mm. prequels, like a Jedi just finds an Ewok and like you're strong with the Force. Just can you learn? <laughs> like just address it. <laughs> Dress it head on. Give it its own space. Yes. Someone make this happen. All right. Absolutely. Go on to the next question. This is from David Brindle. Why is there a lightsaber training remote on the Falcon in Star Wars? (laughs) Ken? That's a great question. Until this moment, 30 plus years of being a Star Wars fan. I first became a fan in 1983. Uh, uh, David, I've never paused long enough to wonder. (laughs) But it's a fair question. Yeah. Han must have just picked it up along the way. Yeah. Didn't maybe didn't know what it was. Or maybe Obi-Wan had it in a stowaway package that we didn't see, a little backpack <laughs> that he picked up. I, gotta, I just got to get some things, Luke. The Obi uh, fanny pack? Yeah, yeah, Obi fanny pack, a stowaway. Uh, yeah. Didn't check the bag, Docking Bay 92, and uh, just got on board with that. I think that, to me, is my headcanon. Yeah. Obi-Wan brought it I on. want to think that it is a, a general remote. That it's particularly convenient for lightsaber fighting because mm. we see it used again that way in the prequels. But Han says good against living is one thing, good against, you know, remotes. So, so I, wonder, been... I wonder if it's something that Han uses, Han and Chewie use. I think it is. I think it's like training. You could use like your blaster against it. Mm. It's training for like military, I okay. think. Okay. I think. Oh, you think an actual cannon or an actual 
maybe at best legends or worst legends. You yeah, think? yeah, you're I think so. You're drawing on past knowledge here? I think so, You've yeah. read it somewhere in a book. Mm-hmm. Okay, you believe okay. that is the truth. Yeah, Okay. I think so. Well, there you go, David. Question Someone answered. Someone looked that up. Yeah, let's uh, hashtag Force Center, hashtag Falcon Training Remote. <laughs> all hashtags all the time. Uh, <laughs> next question is from Jeff Not Emma at Jeff Not Emma. Do you guys think the Han Solo story will feature the Wookiee life debt, Han winning the Falcon, or the Kessel Run, or all three? Jennifer? Hmm. Hmm. I think we've talked about this. Um, I don't think it's going to feature the Wookiee life debt. The thing with the Kessel Run is that it's got to be done perfectly. Right. Because we have been envisioning this for years. Yeah. And if it's not done right... It's gonna be a. Oh, it's, I don't know if they're gonna go there. They'd have to be feel really confident. <laughs> it's so iconic. The Kessel Run. Yeah. It's so iconic. You're yeah. right. You're right. It's like any, almost anything will be anticlimactic. Yeah. We've all envisioned what that might be. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bloodline uh, Cass Hahn is a professional racer or a retired one, at least, who's now coaching a team or whatever you want to say. Um, it would have to be perfect. I think you're more likely, uh, Jeff, not Emma, and poor Emma. Uh, I think uh, it's more likely you're going to see Han winning the Falcon, though I don't even think that. I need to see that. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, it'd be cool because, I mean, you know, Lando would be involved in some way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he'll already have the Falcon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Starts. So and Life Debt, n- no? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it might be thorny because I think since the Chuck Wendig's next novel is mm-hmm. Life Debt, yeah. I think there's potential for flashback or for some canon issues. Right. My big takeaway on that question is I certainly don't think we'll see all three because I think they're going to make that first movie with an eye toward what if it's amazingly sexful, successful and this can be a trilogy. So I don't yeah. think they're going to jam all yes. distinctive Han stuff in there. Yeah, and the Good time point. period is is... It's weird, you know. The actors yeah. are yeah. close to the age Harrison Ford was at the time of New Hope. Doesn't mean they'll be playing that age, yeah. but right. it, it's and this whole Han and Rogue One cameo thing. It's like you mean weeks before he showed up at the <laughs> cantina, yeah, and then this ain't young Han Solo at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. young. We yeah. made up. Yeah, us fans made it up. Here's our final question from uh, Lachlan Kenobi: Would you rather kiss Salacious B. Crumb or a Minoc? Oh. A uh, sexy, sexy oh, choice. Easy for oh, me. I'm going really? Sally B. Crumb. Yeah. Have you seen a Minox mouth? Yeah, no, I have. And I, <laughs> yeah. I don't think it would be good. Yep. Nope. Uh, I'm not a milky sucker kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jennifer is almost vomiting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, he Salacious might, uh, might hurt me a little bit with his beak. It wouldn't be fun. No. But given the two choices. Yeah, I would definitely go yeah. Salacious because, yeah, I'd take a... A hard, possibly painful love back yeah. from Slacious B. Crumb. Yeah, I think the beak is is what would make it okay. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Yeah, there's less like bacteria, uh, yes. you know, going on. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. My knocks are, are basically mouth birds, and I, yeah, I, you know, I don't know. What's there's going a lot on of there. suction yeah. in there that I'm not okay with. <laughs> yeah. No, great question though. I ask for weird questions, ask for that funny questions, good. and that's uh, that's Absolutely. weird and funny. I like, I like it. But everybody here on Four Center gonna kiss Slacious B. Crumb. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. And as Final always, answer. if you have have fan questions for us you can follow us on twitter at force center pod and use that hashtag force center and we'll get to you that's right so uh, we're going to wrap up here with our finish the fan fiction segment uh we are going to read uh, last show's prompt then we're going to read the winner and then we will go on to the new prompt last show's prompt uh we're actually i should say the last show where we did this because sometimes we're recording multiple shows so sometimes it's two weeks until we do the fan fiction but you guys know what i mean you're yes. smart so the previous prompt 
Boba Fett felt two distinct sensations. He was being attacked by two destructive, corrosive forces, the acid of the Sarlacc's stomach and perhaps even more deadly, shame. His zealous desire to kill the Jedi had distracted him to the bumbling of half-blind Han Solo and his hubris had landed him in this disgusting and frankly embarrassing predicament. Boba, son of Jango, deadliest of all bounty hunters, knew he could easily blast his way out of the belly of the beast, but he honestly wondered if he should bother. Boba Fett spoke out loud to himself, weighing his options. Well, said Fett, and then our winner, an impressive one, Jeff Holdsworth says, At least now I have some time to freshen up my vocal auditions for the Little Shop of Horror sequel, Tatooine Boutique of Terror, clears throat and begins to quietly sing. Suddenly Dengar is standing beside me. He doesn't give me contracts. He don't count the dead. Suddenly Dengar is here to provide me. Sweet understanding. Dengar's my friend. <laughs> Boba Fett gently weeps. Suddenly Dengar. <laughs> wow. I, I can't sing, so if you, either of you guys want to actually sing, sing that out all the way. Oh, Are you a singer, Jennifer? I dabble. <laughs> you lay down the mad rhymes, though. I, I like to rap. Yeah, that's right. I, this is true. That's right. Yeah. That is uh, that's great. Uh, great. Thank job. you for putting in that work. We've been getting a lot of great responses the last several weeks. So, guys, keep them coming. It's a ton of fun. They're really, really hilarious. Here is this week's prompt. <laughs> All right. I'm ready. Okay. A young, fresh-faced farm boy named Luke Skywalker walked into the cantina. The Aqualish, known as Ponda Baba, rolled his giant dark eyes. Both he and his partner, Dr. Evazan, didn't like the kid. In a low, gruff voice, Dr. Evazan told Ponda exactly why he didn't like this farm boy. You see, said Evazan. He's got that shaggy hair that goes down his eyes. This generation of kids, look at him with his tunic. He thinks he's some kind of uh, powerful man around the town here. I bet that kid doesn't even know how to change a moisture evaporator. I've got the death sentence on 12 systems. I know what to do. You know what to do. That kid, look at that face. He's so dumb, and he's got those droids and that old man with him. Let's go get them. I love it. I love it. It's exactly what I was hoping for. Oh <laughs> Just cranky, God. cranky Dr. Evazan having a, a stick up his butt. Oh <laughs> Jennifer, are you ready to finish this prompt? Yeah, that's actually kind of where I was going, but we'll go with it. <laughs> okay, yeah, go with it. <laughs> okay, I can't do the. I can't do his voice, I couldn't so. either. That yeah. It's pretty good. The doctor told Ponda exactly what he didn't like about this young farm boy. You see, said Evazan. This guy is a typical hipster. What does he think? Warren loves Felix? I bet he loves craft cocktails with rosemary swirled around the top. I can't take this. I got to find another cantina. That's great. That's great. That would have been the better course of action for him if he had just got up politely and left. Yeah, but Ponda Baba, nope, got to make an issue of it. I love craft cocktails. Got <laughs> so got with rosemary, it's quite good. I had, yes. <laughs> so as always, we'll put that up on our Facebook page, and uh, you can enter in the contest to have your name and answer read aloud on the microphones. Uh, we do that every week uh, Wednesday, right? Usually, usually yeah, so I put after. it out the day after the episode yeah. goes up, so people have time to digest. Yeah, we, we definitely 
we read them all and have a lot of fun with you guys. Um, so, hey, that was our look at social media. That was our look at uh, all the news and apologies to great fans everywhere of the Chewbacca lady. Uh, <laughs> I know we may have broke your hearts, and uh, maybe I'm not right. Uh, in fact, more often than not, I am wrong. But it is always fun to share our thoughts with you guys out there and our listening audience. And as always, it is a, such a great time to be joined by these two wonderful Star Wars fans like you, Jennifer Landa. Oh, thank you. Where can they find you and your Star Wars raps? You can find <laughs> me on all the social media sites at Twitter, Jennifer Landa. I love chatting with you guys because that's what Star Wars is all about. The community of fans. Oh, and also my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Jennifer Landa. Mr. Scrimshaw. Well, you guys can find me on all the social medias, Twitter and Instagram in particular, is where I spend most of my time as at Joseph Scrimshaw. I've got a bunch of shows and a bunch of appearances at conventions coming up. I'm doing a lot of live recordings of my other podcast, Obsessed. So you can find out about all those on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. And don't forget, as I said, to follow us at Force Center Pod. We're approaching a thousand followers, a uh, small but mighty number. So if you haven't followed us yet and you want to communicate with us and make sure you you don't miss the shows, follow us at Force Center Pod. You can follow me at Ken Napsuck. And uh, again, we are available on Stitcher and iTunes, Podomatic, uh, Google Play, Common. Um, so do us a favor, though, if you're on iTunes, it's important that you subscribe, rate, and review the show because that definitely helps us as we move forward, making our way. In this galaxy. So until next time, I'll tweet some spoilers at you for a change. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 